Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I decided to do things a little bit differently this week. So typically when I get ready for a podcast, I will sit down right before and ask myself, okay, what is present within me or what is alive within me that wants to come through me? So I typically don't plan my podcasts until right before I record them. And I'll make uh, you know, a list of five things I'm going to cover just like a basic outline and then I'll just, I'll just go with it. And typically I end up talking about things that I didn't even plan to cover. If you're a listener of the podcast, you probably know I always go on tangents and I've kind of evolved into this way of working. In the beginning, I used to plan things out so much more and, and the difference is I have such a deep sense of self-trust now compared to where I did it at the beginning of my journey. And I now trust myself and I trust my intuition and I trust that what is meant to come through is going to come through no matter how much I plan or don't plan. So this podcast, I decided to just show up with no plan, didn't write an outline, didn't do a brain dump, didn't do anything. I decided to just show up and be present and see what flows through me in this moment. And this is why I sometimes, I share this on my Instagram. I think a few times I've shared this, that after podcast episodes, Like I I literally black out while I record and when I'm done, if you were to ask me, Kristen, what were the five main things you talked about in that episode? I would be clueless. I literally would not be able to answer you. (laughs) I could give you like a general idea of what was covered, but I wouldn't be able to give you an outline. And I've been like this since the beginning when I'm really present and I allow whatever wants to come through to just channel through me. It's almost like it's not me. It's not my thinking brain. It's not my mind. It's not my conscious, logical mind. It's, it's the universe or God or source or spirit or my soul, like whatever you want to call it, channeling through me. And this for me is where all real creativity comes from. And for everyone who says that they get blocked or they get stuck or they're trying to write a post and they just can't do it or they're trying to write a book and they have this block or any area in your life where you have a block and you just can't find the answer or you can't find the next step. Usually what's happening is we are thinking too much. And this can be applied to manifestation as well. When you are thinking too much, you're automatically in your ego. You're in your logical conscious mind and you can't find the solution there because that's where all of our conditioning conditioning is. That's where all of our programming is. That's where all of our preconceived belief systems are that we must move past if we want to get to the next level, if we want to manifest the next level of our lives, right? We want to quantum leap. We have to move past our thinking, conscious, logical mind. And to do this, We need to create spaciousness. We need to get into our body. And so I've created this habit of before I create anything, 
I create spaciousness in my mind. I get present in my body. So whether that's doing breath work or whether that's dancing or moving my body or even just meditating for a few minutes, I bring my attention back to my body, focus on being in my body and allow my mind to have space away from the thoughts. And from that place, from that place of just like blank, it's a blank canvas, that's where I intend to create from and that's where my most powerful work comes from. And if I were to look back at the podcast, my most powerful podcasts, the ones that have been shared the most, the ones that I've received the most feedback on are always the ones where I ended up talking about something that I didn't plan to talk about or I went on a really long tangent that was completely off topic or where I didn't really plan anything at all. I just showed up. This is our zone of genius when we just show up, when we don't try to plan everything. And, you know, not only is this concept related to being creative, but also life in general, it's the same thing when you look at the full spectrum of life and manifesting your desires. And I always talk about being in the unknown, but this is what it is. Being in that blank space of not needing to know, of looking at the next chapter of your life and being kind of blank. Like, yeah, maybe there's some things that you desire, but it's really blank on how anything's going to play out. And instead of trying to fill in the blanks, right? This is what we do as humans. We try to control We want to create this sense of safety and we only feel safe. We've been conditioned to only feel safe if we fill in the blanks, if we know what's going to come, if we know how things are going to happen. We don't feel safe within the unknown. So in order to create a feeling of safety, we overplan and we overcomplicate and we create goals and and five-step plans and 10-step plans and, and we force action when it's not coming from an inspired place. Because we don't feel safe enough that we're held. We don't feel safe enough that we have this deep level of support. We don't feel safe enough in the knowing that there is this divine intelligence way beyond our conscious, our ability to consciously apprehend. We don't feel safe in that knowing. We've learned to only feel safe or to feel good when we plan everything, right? When we're strong and independent and we have the plan ourselves. That's when we feel good. But then it puts all this pressure on us. Like, wait, now I have this plan. If it doesn't work out, what's going to happen? I've put everything of me into this. I've placed all of my self-worth on this. I've forced action, action, action. I've burnt myself out for this. What happens if it doesn't come? And then we spiral into patterns of not feeling good enough, into patterns of feeling burnt out and stuck, but continuing to force action. Because we think that if I overcompensate, The manifestation has to come. I have to hit the goal. But when we come back to this place of self-trust, and not just self-trust, but trust in that intelligence beyond us, whether for you it's God, spirit, source, highest self, soul, divine, love, mother nature, whatever you have faith in. When we come back to not only self-trust, but trust in that divine that is holding us, that is when we are capable of anything. But when we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust that we are actually supported outside of ourselves, we're going to end up forcing ourselves to take action, forcing ourselves to, to create plans, to overcomplicate, overschedule, overplan everything in our lives just to feel safe enough so we can look at the future and say, I know what's going to happen and I know how it's going to happen. 
And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to have plans and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to take action. This is all important, of course. Aligned action is incredibly important, but there is a big difference between inspired divine aligned action and forced action for the sake of creating a false sense of security or safety or creating a false sense of, oh, I am worthy of the manifestation now, or it has to come now because I've taken all this action, right? Because in this society that we've grown up in, we've learned that taking action productivity equals outcome. And the more we effort, the more we, we receive. And that does not have to be our reality unless we choose to opt into that reality, which many of us are opting into without consciously realizing it. And this is why I've been so excited about this new path I'm moving down around manifestation, around only taking action when it's divinely inspired and leading with devotion versus force and creating safety within the unknown by leaning on faith rather than forcing a false sense of safety by taking action or creating plans that may or may not actually be in alignment with what we deeply desire. Because we're not creating them from an aligned place, but from a place of desperation. Honestly, usually without even realizing it, we create from a place of desperation to feel safe, to get rid of this really uncomfortable feeling of being in the unknown. That is really uncomfortable. And it will always be to some extent, uncomfortable. And the more you push yourself into the unknown and get used to that feeling of floating in the unknown, the easier it becomes next time and the next time and the next time. It gets easier every single time. As you learn by doing it, by throwing yourself into the unknown and not trying to move out of that space, you'll learn that you actually are held in that space. Because when we overplan everything, overcomplicate everything, overschedule everything, force action that's not inspired, what we're doing is we're actually closing off doors. Because usually, there's something so much better than we can ever even possibly comprehend within our conscious minds available to us that source wants for us. But if we're so tunnel vision on this is what I want, this is how it's going to happen, no matter what, we are not open to something better actually showing up. And in the past few months of my life, I've been thrown deeper into the unknown than I've really been probably in my life ever. And I haven't really moved out of the space of the unknown at all. And I've kind of just been on this process of becoming more and more comfortable with the discomfort of the unknown, with the discomfort of, I don't know what the next month of my life holds. And I don't. When you look at my life, every area of my life has completely shifted in the past five months. Where I'm headed with my business, what I want out of my business has completely shifted. Same thing with the way I'm looking at dating, what I want out of dating in a relationship has completely shifted. Same with friendships and community and where I'm living and, and travel and the way I'm living my life, every single area of my life has completely shifted. And I don't know where everything is headed. And I don't have distinct goals for every area of my life. I have visions. I know how I want to feel. I know the impact I want to make. And I know that for now, that's enough. Because I am leaving everything open for something way better than I could even put together in my conscious mind to show up. And, you know, I haven't even made a vision board for this next phase of my life. Because I am so surrendered to source, to God, to universe, leading me 
down the path of highest good for my life. Because I made a million and one vision boards and I know that they can work. And I still think that they are incredible tools for wherever you are on your journey. And this specific phase of my journey, the old manifestation tools, they aren't aligned with where I am right now. Because I know that no matter what I can imagine, no matter what I put on there, no matter what I script, no matter what I visualize, no matter what I put on the vision board, there's something way better than that. And so I don't want to tunnel vision on that because I know there's something better. And I do think vision boards are really important, especially in the beginning of your manifestation journey, right? I've been on this journey for a really long time and, you know, a lot within me has evolved. If you're just starting your manifestation journey, I think it's really important to learn how to manifest in specific ways, how to visualize, how to attract what you desire and build your belief in yourself and your capabilities, right? I've done that for a long time. I've manifested all of my vision boards over and over and over. And what I've realized in the past six months is what happened is I kind of evolved out of my old goals and what I thought I wanted was no longer aligned with who I became. I had this death and rebirth cycle, really deep cycle probably heard about it in the podcast, especially my podcast about being in the void. I had these death and rebirth cycles or the one really big one. And when I came out the other side of the death and rebirth, it's like the version of me that was born and the parts of me that I had to die to make room for who was being born. Well, the goals and the visions I had that I wanted to manifest were aligned with the part of me that died, a part of me that I let go of. They were no longer aligned with this new version of me. And when I realized that, I didn't feel drawn to create new goals. And, um, you know, it's funny. The other day I was on a call with my accountant. We were talking about um, preparing for taxes for next year. And she's like, Kristen, like, what are your projections for your business for 2022? You know, what are your income projections? How much do you intend to work? Where do you see your business headed? And for the first time, I was like, you know what? It's blank. It's completely blank. I don't know. And I am so comfortable saying that. I don't know. There are things that I do know. I do know that I'm going to attract an overflow of abundance. I'm always going to have more than I need. That's pretty set in stone in my belief system. I know that I'm going to help people. I know that I am going to take more inspired action than I ever had in my life, which doesn't mean I'm going to take more action than ever. More inspired action, which might actually mean less action than ever, probably will mean less action than ever. Zero forced action. I know that I'm putting my body first. Everything has to be a full body fuck yes before I move forward. Period, end of story. That is a huge boundary for me in this new phase of my life. And I know that I'm only going to release offers or sell things or show up when it is a full body yes. When it feels so intuitively aligned that I am overflowing with excitement. What that looks like, I don't know because my intuition is leading. I'm not leading the show. Sources, universes, God is. I'm surrendered to the process and... It's almost like I'm in this, if you ever read the book, The Surrender Experiment, as I've shared some of my journey of where I am right now, a lot of you have told me that you feel like it relates to that book and it does. I feel like I'm on kind of like the same path. If you have, if you have read it, you'll understand what I'm saying. If you haven't, the book is basically about someone who completely surrenders his life. Let's go of, let kind of, let's go of 
what he thinks he wants in life and allows himself to be guided. And in the end, he ends up with a life more incredible than he could have ever planned. So that's a very short summary. But that's kind of where I am in my life is I'm surrendered completely. And I'm still manifesting, but I'm not manifesting specifics as much as I'm just manifesting. This is how I want to feel. This is how I intend to feel. And my trust is so deep, (laughs) so unwavering that I don't need to micromanage God. I just, I don't, I trust. And it doesn't mean it's not difficult and it's not challenging, but the faith that I have is outweighing all of that. And I've already seen this work miracles in my life. I've had things manifest, you know, in my business, in my life in every area of my life that I could have never planned, but which are better than anything that I ever thought to ask for before. And so it's just shown me that this is how life can be. It can be way easier and I don't need to plan it all out. And I can just relax and surrender. And, you know, I've taught all of this for a really long time. I've taught about surrender as a concept. I've taught about manifestation and letting go of resistance. And all of these concepts, they aren't new to me and they aren't new to you all if you've been listening to me for a while. But what's new is my level of embodiment in it. Because you can try to force yourself to surrender. You can say, I'm going to let it all go and I'm just going to allow myself to be guided by life because I trust life. You can say this stuff and you can say you're going to release resistance. But if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel natural, if there's resistance to doing that, that's just not where you are yet. And that's okay. There is no right or wrong or black and white or one spiritual concept that is an ultimate truth. You know, different spiritual concepts are good for different points of where you are on your journey. And for me, there were parts of my journey where it felt really, really good to specifically manifest and create vision boards and surrender when and how that was going to show up, right? There's been different levels of surrender in my life. And this is the level that feels exciting to me right now. So when I'm sharing this with you, I'm not saying this is what you should be doing or how you should be thinking or the mindset you should be looking at your life with. What I'd rather empower you to do is to ask yourself, what feels exciting to me? What feels natural to me, but also takes me out of my comfort zone and also feels a little bit uncomfortable. And I've been thinking about this a lot in a few areas of my life and I'll touch on masculine feminine energy first because I've been very much in my feminine flow talking about being in ease and flow and listening to my body and letting you know all the emotions be felt it's very you know feminine energy and if I haven't if you haven't heard me speak about this before when I say feminine masculine I'm not referring to genders I'm referring to the energy with which has nothing to do with gender But feminine energy is typically more flowy, more in tune with your body, more intuitive. Masculine energy is more structured. And the first, you know, year and a half of my business was created almost completely in my masculine energy. Everything was structured. My entire days were structured. I had everything planned out for every day. I had, you know, quarterly plans and weekly plans and yearly plans. And it worked really, really well. And I worked a lot for the first year, year and a half of my business. I worked a lot and I loved it. It lit me up. It was exactly what I needed in that point in my life. And then I got to this place where I burnt out. 
And I started to just do nothing because I didn't have it in me to stay in my masculine energy anymore. And for anyone who aligns predominantly with feminine energy, being dominantly in your masculine energy for a long period of time is going to burn you out. It, it just is. We're meant to have a healthy balance. And so then I went to the opposite side of the spectrum, to the feminine side of doing almost nothing and just playing and focusing on joy and pleasure. And I stayed there for a really long time. And I would say right now, on the scale of masculine to feminine energy, I'm still mostly on the feminine side. I'm still mostly focusing on my pleasure and I'm resting more than I work. And I'm only acting when it feels really inspired and I have almost no structure in my business right now. And I'm loving it and it's exactly what I need and it feels juicy and exciting. And you know what? I'm probably going to even out at some point and find a balance in the middle where I have masculine structure and a feminine flow within it. And I'll probably... Go back and forth on the spectrum a bit. There might be periods in my business where I'm more in the masculine energy and I'm working more and it's more structured. There might be time periods where I'm not doing much and I'm more in my feminine and I'm just being in my joy and my pleasure and my play. And there'll be time periods where I'm really balanced. But sometimes you need to go to both ends of the spectrum to be able to find your balance. And even if some spiritual leader on Instagram is saying, this is the most spiritual way to do things. It's not going to work for you if you're trying to force yourself there. If you're using solely willpower and force to embody a concept into your life, it's not going to stick around. It's going to burn you out eventually. You're going to feel more restricted instead of more free. Any concept, spiritual or not, that you attempt to embody in your life should make you feel more free rather than more restricted. And if something is making you feel internally more restricted and caged in, then you're going about it in a way that is not in alignment with your highest good. And this is my belief system, right? Everything I share with you, I want you to know, is my personal truth and what I've come to realize. If it doesn't align with you, great, throw it out, whatever. You are sovereign in your own being. Don't put anyone above your own intuition in your own body. Ask yourself how this feels when it lands in your body. But this is what is true for me and what I found to be true for a lot of people. And I see a lot of people out there who see all these spiritual concepts and they try to embody them and they go through all of the motions to become this spiritually enlightened person, but they don't feel spiritually enlightened. And a lot has been bypassed and repressed and pushed down. And eventually what's going to happen is you're going to end up acting out or you're going to end up spiraling back into the patterns that you didn't want to be in, that you're trying to avoid by applying these like quote unquote spiritual concepts to your life. Because you tried to get to the middle without allowing yourself to be on the other end of the spectrum. And so if we're judging where we are and we're on an end of a spectrum that we don't want to be on. And we're judging ourselves there. And from a place of judgment, we try to place this or embody this spiritual or quote unquote enlightened concept into our life. But we're doing it from this energy of judging where we are now instead of accepting where we are. That's the energy that's going to be amplified. And so this is why I say there is no right or wrong. There is no exact spiritual or enlightened framework that you can apply to your life and live this perfect life. The spiritual journey for me is more about accepting and loving yourself exactly where you are and not needing to be anywhere else. You can have visions and goals for where you'd like to be. But the most powerful part of 
the journey is not needing to be anywhere else, but learning to just love yourself where you are and trusting that you're going to be guided to where you need to be in divine timing. And you're not going to get there by trying to force yourself there or by trying to copy that one spiritual influencer or that one spiritual leader that you see on Instagram. And this was a big lesson that I learned in my life and a lot of areas in my life. You know, I've gone on both sides of the spectrum when it comes to money, when it comes to materialism, when it comes to dating, when it comes to sex, almost every area of my life. And I've always tried to, oh, let me just get to that middle ground place. And this is a lot of the first year of my spiritual journey was, let me try to get to the middle ground. Let me try to get to that enlightened place. Let me completely give up alcohol. Let me completely give up sex. Let me completely give up material things. Let me get to that enlightened place. And obviously that did not work because it was forced. And now I feel like in a lot of areas of my life, I'm starting to come into more of a balanced place because I've allowed myself to be exactly where I was and I have loved myself there. Whether it was drinking and partying, whether it was sleeping around, whether it was buying a lot of material things. And this might be kind of a controversial belief, but I believe that whether or not it's the most spiritual thing to do, if that's what feels aligned and exciting and inspired to you in that moment, it might just be what you need. And let's talk about dating and sex as an example, because this was a huge area of my life where I applied this to, and I had to go to both ends of the spectrum. And I've seen this concept floating around around Instagram all the time. And it's this concept that, you know, if you settle for anything less than you want, you're blocking yourself from what you actually desire. And I do believe this concept, but it can be detrimental in some ways. And when you look at, you know, dating or love or sex, I've always desired to attract my soulmate, right? We all want that soulmate love on some level. We long for it. And if you long for it, it's meant for you. Remember when I used to see that concept of, you know, oh, you, you shouldn't be sleeping or having sex with anyone who is not, you know, your divine union because it's the wrong energy and that energy is going to stay in your womb. And, you know, if you're settling for something that's not exactly what you want, then you're not going to attract what you want. It's going to block you. And the thing is, yes, I believe that to an extent, but there was a time period in my life where I needed to date around. It felt exciting to me and inspiring to me. And maybe, yeah, maybe it did block me to an extent from attracting the love that I wanted because I was settling for people who weren't ready to commit to me. But they were a reflection of my own ability to commit at that time. I consciously thought I was ready, but looking back, no. If I had actually attracted the love that I wanted, I wouldn't have been able to hold it. I wasn't ready. Everyone that I dated when I was dating around and sleeping around was a reflection of my own resistance, of my own emotional unavailability, of my own fear of connection and deep intimacy and deep commitment. And if I had tried to use willpower to stop myself from having those experiences, I would have felt extremely restricted and I would have been shaming myself for my actual authentic desires at that time. And I do believe that those experiences in every person that I dated, no matter how briefly, helped me 
to heal the parts of me that needed to be seen. They brought my wounds to the surface that were previously unconscious. A lot of wounds that needed to be looked at. Fear of abandonment, fear of intimacy, fear of being loved, fear of being seen, fear of commitment. Things that I probably would have never witnessed or worked through if I had tried to force myself to just wait. And now I'm reaching a time in my journey where I don't feel aligned with that. I don't feel aligned with dating around just for fun. I don't feel aligned with sleeping around. I I feel aligned with devoting myself to my king. I feel aligned with devoting myself to him before he even shows up. I feel aligned with waiting for him because I know he's coming. I feel freedom in that. I feel excitement in that. A long time ago, that would have triggered me. It would have been hard. It would have taken so much willpower. I was in no way devoted to him, to the man that I knew was coming but wasn't there yet. That would have taken extreme willpower. And I was more excited about dating around than I was excited about waiting for him. And that was okay. And I had grace for myself in that process. And I learned to love myself through that. And because of allowing myself to follow what felt most aligned and exciting and follow my authentic desires in every single moment, I went through a lot of deeply healing experiences, painful, but also deeply healing. And I cracked myself open over and over and over. And I learned to feel again. And I learned to get to be vulnerable in ways that I never had been before. I learned what I didn't want deeply. I learned what I am and am not worthy of. I learned how to set boundaries. I learned so much. And not everyone has to go through the same journey that I went through. Everyone has a different path to getting to where they need to be. But I believe that my path was perfect and allowing me to become the woman I needed to become to be ready for him to come when he does come, which will be in divine timing. And now I feel in devotion to him. And I'm not excited about dating anyone else. I'm not excited about going on dating apps and going out just for the hell of it. So I've been in lots of different phases in my dating journey from you know, years ago, partying a lot and sleeping around all the time to just dating around and going on dating apps and going on different dates, you know, four days a week. That was super fun. I loved doing that. Then I went through a phase of actually dating someone. Then I went through a phase of heartbreak. And then I went through a phase of not wanting to date at all. And now I'm in a phase of, I'm in devotion. I feel his energy and he's coming. I am in complete devotion to him. And I just got body, full body chills saying that. And I'm not interested in distractions. I'm not interested in dating for the hell of it. I'm just not. And that feels freeing and that feels exciting to me. So wherever you are in your journey is okay. And, you know, I've gotten to this place of actually aligning with this quote unquote spiritual concept that people share of being in devotion to that person and not putting your energy elsewhere and not settling for less. But I don't believe that you can attain or embody a quote-unquote spiritual concept like that by just forcing yourself into it. I think that the path is more about allowing yourself to be where you are and learning to love yourself where you are and learning to have a grace for where you are and realizing that we're not meant to like learn concepts or read about concepts and just be fully integrated and fully embodied in them right away. That takes a lot of time. And if you want to be embodied in a concept, trust that life will guide you there. Life will bring you the exact experiences you need to get there. 
But spirituality is not meant to be restrictive. It's not meant to cage you. It's meant to make you feel more free. So if you're not feeling more free within your own spirituality, you've just created a cage. You've created a religion with even more rules. You've created more shame for yourself. And, you know, I I use this example in dating, but this applies to every area of life. You know, materialism being another one. Everyone says, oh, you shouldn't buy a lot of material things. Like, we should give up all of our possessions like a monk (laughs) and be free and not be attached to anything. And I tried that in the beginning, you know, five years ago. And I was like this, I went through this hippie phase of, you know, material things are bad. I'm not going to buy any of them. I'm going to live a simplistic life with no material things. And I'm not going to care about what I look like. I'm not going to wear makeup. And that lasted a very short time. Then I went to the other end of the spectrum where I started making money and I got excited and I wanted all of the things that I never had before. And I wanted to be really glam and I wanted to buy the nice shoes, the nice clothes, and I loved it. It was so much fun. And I wanted the fancy cars and the fancy hotels and like all the luxury I could have. And it was so much freaking fun. And I loved that version of me and I still do. And I loved the tree hugging version of me as well. And I still do. And now I'm finding this balance in the middle where... I don't really feel called to every single luxury experience possible or buying all the things. Only when it feels inspired now. I have more of a balance. But I allowed myself to follow what felt really good at the time. And I'm so happy I did because it brought me to this happy medium. You don't just get to the happy medium by trying to shortcut yourself there. There is no shortcut. And so... My biggest advice to you is try to not shame yourself for where you are on your journey. Don't compare yourself to all the other spiritual leaders you see on Instagram. You don't know someone's journey. You just don't. Life will guide you. There is no shortcut. Where you are right now is perfect. As long as you're not actually hurting others or yourself. You're being safe about wherever you are in your life. Right? Because I'm, you know, talking about like love, sex, alcohol, all these. I mean, obviously, if you're drinking yourself into oblivion or, you know, if it's something that is actually bad for your health, obviously, that's a different story. It's something that's actually detrimental and affecting yourself and other people in your life. That's a different story. That's self-sabotage. But when we're looking at general life patterns and concepts that you want to embody, This is what I'm talking about. Allowing yourself to be where you are in your journey. I went through the same thing with alcohol in the beginning. Like, oh, it's not spiritual. I see all these spiritual leaders. None of them drink. Okay, let me cut out all alcohol. I told all my friends. This was like maybe three years ago. I cut it out completely. I started judging everyone around me that was drinking, thinking they were less spiritual than me. I had this moral superiority complex of I am so much more spiritual. I don't drink. I don't party like they do. They're poisoning their bodies. How toxic. They don't know like I do how bad it is, right? That was me. Ugh. (laughs) And then I burnt myself out and went straight back into major party mode. And now I'm finding a happy medium of, yes, I drink alcohol. I'm not blocking myself out on it. And now I'm feeling called to a period of drinking less. And I'll probably fluctuate. And maybe I'll eventually stop drinking. Or maybe I'll eventually just find a medium where, I don't know, I drink a glass of wine once a week. I don't know. But where I am right now, I love. And I still love going out getting margaritas with my friends. 
and I love going out and I love dancing all night with my friends. I just do. And I love myself where I am. And I'm learning to have grace for where I am. And I'm learning to trust life and I'm learning to trust God and I'm learning to surrender. And I'm learning that my highest good doesn't come from force, doesn't come from willpower, doesn't come from me controlling and planning everything. It comes from me loving myself where I am and surrendering where I think I need to be and surrendering the timeline and allowing myself to be deeply, deeply guided and supported. And I think that's all I have to share with you today. That was a successful experiment. None of this is planned. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. Actually, like I said at the beginning, thinking right now, I probably couldn't tell you what I just talked about. <laughs> um, one thing I actually did want to share, because I remember I had some students asking me about this, about, you know, Kristen, how do you share so vulnerably on your podcast? And I want you to know that I am a human being and I have vulnerability hangover still. And I still get nervous when I put out podcasts. And sometimes I still have these like anxious thoughts. That, oh my gosh, no one's going to like this. Or they're going to make fun of me. Or that podcast didn't make sense. Or I went on too many tangents or whatever. I still have those thoughts. The difference is I know those thoughts aren't my truth. I honor them and I validate the feelings that come with them. But I know they're not my truth and I share anyways. But I'm not a superhuman you know, I do have a, a large following and a large listening on these podcasts, but people tend to think that when that happens, all self-doubt goes away and you become a superhuman who's confident all the time. And it's not true. <laughs> it's not. I'm not a superhuman. I am human just like you. There's no difference. We're all human. The difference is that I take the action anyway. I put the podcast out there anyway, because it's an act of self-love and self-expression. And I know that no matter what the response is, I'm still going to love myself through it. So it's okay. It's more important to me that I show myself that my self-expression, my authentic self-expression is worth sharing with the world. And that is all I want to share with you today. One thing I did want to announce is that if you've been wanting to join BAA, which is my self-guided 10-week manifestation course with all of my manifestation secrets, it's for someone who is at the beginning of their journey, just starting to manifest, want to learn how to manifest, manifest your dream life. It'll teach you how I manifested all of my vision boards, right? At the beginning of my journey, I was sharing a bedroom, completely broke, didn't have a car, walking to work in the snow, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, completely broke, 200 bucks in my checking account and a job that made me, made me miserable. And I went from that to earning six figures, living my dream life, living in Bali, living in Kauai, living in Costa Rica, um, truly living out all of my vision boards in a matter of months. This academy, Self-Guided, will teach you how to do that. I'm going to be enrolling for a short period before I launch my next offering, which will be for people who are at a new level of their journey and resonate with kind of what I spoke on in this podcast. Or maybe you've been on your manifestation journey for a while, but you feel called to something deeper and you want to be more deeply supported. And you're ready for this next level. You're ready for a quantum leap. You're ready to enter a deeper chapter in your life of ease, of surrender, of trust. And you want my guidance on the way there. This next offering will be for you to be announced soon. So if you're interested in BAA, send me a DM on Instagram at Pursuit of Bliss with an underscore. 
or the link will be in the show notes. It's probably only going to be available for a week or so. And as always, if this resonated with you, please share it on Instagram and tag me so I can repost you. Always makes me so happy. I would love for you to leave me an honest review on iTunes. Those really, really, really help just letting me know what you think of the podcast, honestly. And I love you all so much. I hope that this served you and I hope that you have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world and I'll see you next week.